Come on, side, 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 side. side. What up, y'all? This is Ed Love, and it's time for Come On, Son, the podcast brought to you by CigarsInternational.com and locally here by Nissan, South of Morrow, 6889 Jonesboro Road in South Morrow. Listen, y'all, I had a great time. Cigar Week here 2017 was absolutely amazing, man. Just absolutely amazing. There's so many cigar places here in Atlanta that we go out and have a good time at. Big shout-out to everybody that's opening new ones, like my man, uh, opening a Conrad that's got one on the south side here of Atlanta called Cigaros, and he's opening up another one near the airport. King Cigars is near the airport. Oh, my God. Uh, Cigar City Club. All of these different cigar places are so freaking dope, right? So you got to understand when it going down, it's going down. Let me tell y'all something. You never know what happens when I'm doing a podcast. Say hi to everybody. Hey. That's my girl Jasmine Guy just came by to say what's just up. Just came to say hi. Hey, now, 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 before, I had so much fun here. I know that, but before I get into this, because I'm getting ready to interview 112, can I ask you a really quick question? You can just throw a little tidbit, because I've been hearing these rumors of, Another different world on 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 Netflix, uh, like a new one. Yes. Oh, well, I haven't heard it. So you haven't maybe, heard. Maybe it? I'm not in. With, it. With, <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, Jasmine. They yeah. Call me. Yet. Did nobody say nothing to you about it yet? No. I mean, those rumors have been flying for so long, and then we're ready. Uh huh. Like all the cast, we would love to get back together. I think it would be we'd have a ball. How do you think that would play out? I mean, where do you think, I think they would pick it up? I think that we would, you know, be where we are twenty years later, Married. And, the, and the kids would, and you know, whatever kids we have would be going to, you know, like a another fictitious HBCU. I would love to see that. So we could repeat that theme, right? But also show what's happened twenty years later, right? You know where. Where Ron so Whitley, Johnson is, right. where Dwayne and Whitley are. They're married. I think Dwayne, I think they are maybe having marital problems by now, and suffering from a little em- empty nesting. Okay, so the that's kid, how I think so they, they would kid, be. So what? So with Whitley, I would see Whitley and and uh, and I would have a girl. Yeah. And she's off to college. Okay. To historically black college and university, and y'all are suffering from that emptiness because y'all really don't know what to do with each other because. Your whole focus has been being married and then having that child. And I think, well, I had them having a son, but that's interesting that you okay. had them having a girl. But a one-child thing where yes. she poured her life into raising that boy, of course. Right. He goes off. He doesn't want to go to Hillman. He wants to go to Morehouse. And she's having a kind of existential crisis because she realizes, what have I done? Where is the Whitley I used to be? I knew myself as a wife. I knew myself as a mother. But I want to be my old sparkly self again, you right. know, which causes Dwayne, who's always still providing, doing the right thing, it causes them to have to reevaluate their situation, which I think a lot of people at my age, and I have been married for a long time, have to do. You have to reevaluate. It doesn't mean you break up. But the thing about Wayne, Dwayne and Whitley is that they were always apart and getting back together, always right. apart. And that pulling of that taffy kept the tension going. Right. So I feel like we got to pull them apart and get them back together, watch them fight. To, to stay together. And I think Kimberly Reese would be a, a doctor. Absolutely. I yes. think I think Cree uh Frank uh Freddie 
would be a civil rights attorney. Absolutely. Um, and I think um, Ron Johnson would own his father's a, a string of car dealerships in Absolutely. Detroit. Absolutely, yes. And follow in his father's foot, footsteps. Can somebody but please... That's just me. Uh, that's what, what I'm saying. A different, different world. A so different, dope. different world. A different, different world would be so amazing. Anybody, please... If you're listening, somebody pitch this. Tom Warner, Marcy Carsey. Marcy Carsey, they own it. Let's get this thing popping. Y'all see, you never know. Okay, we love you. Jasmine Jasmine got just stopping by, man, to hang out with us for a little while. Y'all heard her idea. It's no way in hell you're going to tell me. With Amazon, with, with Netflix, with everything going on, with all these streaming services, nobody can get Marcy Carsey to pick up and redo a different world and call it a different, different world? Come on, son. I'm so glad Jasmine stopped by. Now, off to today's interview. I had an opportunity to sit down with a group, man, that started off. It's not a, a lot of times that you hear about a group that started in high school. In high school. And when y'all hear about how they started, what they've been through, and where they are, you understand why 112 is a very special R&B group, not just because of how well each of them sing individually, but how great their shows are, the choreography. They, they're four man, so they put you in the, in the mind state of the temptations. They put you in the mind state of new edition. They put you in the mind state of every great, not only vocal, but entertaining group that we have ever had in the history of all music and especially R&B music. And they got a new album coming out, a new project. And we're going to talk about that, too. And it's been a long time since anybody has had all four of them together. Slim, Mike, Q, and Deron. But they're here. They're with me. Let's talk to them. 112. Come on, son. It's the podcast. Joining me in the studio right now, a bunch of dudes that I've known for quite a long time. Yes, yes, Grammy yes, winning R&B super group, 112. What's up, what's up? And I got all of them, too. I got Air One of them. I got Mike, I got Slim, I got Deron, and Q. How about this? Same damn time. What's up, gentlemen? How y'all doing, man? Brand new project out, too, right? Tell me about the brand new project, man. Um, like we said earlier, it's been 12 years since we put out an official project. We've been touring for a long time. Stay on the road, as you saw us on the Bad Boy Tour, but now we back, the fans demanded it, and plus, we was just vibing out on the road, so we gave y'all some of our heart on this one. It's 12 it's years right now. since your last album? Yes, sir. Do you know the number one question is why? Why I has mean, it been 12 years? Well, we want to make sure everything was right. You, know you took I mean? 12 years to do that? Hey, man. <laughs> Sometimes, you know what I mean? Look how fast this music changed, you know what I'm saying? So right. You, I mean, you listen to the radio, you see where it's going. I mean, we were like, man... How does 112 fit in this? So, you know what I mean? We had to, we, we did our, we've been on the road for like five years around the world, just been just doing shows or whatever. Right. And we were listening to the radio. We said, man, how we fit in this? And then it, it, you think it's just, it took that long, but, and, and up for us, it was faster than that. And then, you know, we said, okay, we found our niche, got in the studio, bada boom, bada bang. Right. It is, three months, yeah. Three months, it took y'all to do this entire album in three months? So what do you think is your niche right now? Where does 112 fit into this landscape of music? Well, from what we've been hearing, you know, and, and this this ain't, you know, us being, you know, hubris or nothing like that, man, but, you know, we've been hearing, man, like you guys are saving R&B. It's what, what, what we've been hearing. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that, all that, man, but what I do know is is that our niche is, is what it's always been. It's just good output, quality music out with substance 
and just make sure that we that we if we in the clubs and 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 we making people fall in love again, man. That's that's always been our goal. Right. Yeah. So you know that's that's what we doing, man. Like I, I can't simple. Really, it's simple, man. As as, as a like group, that. as a group, man, it's it's so <laughs> tough to be in a group. It's so tough to deal with four different personalities, four mm-hmm. different schedules. I mean, you mm-hmm. guys grew up together. Mm-hmm. You had. You know, you went through a lot of stuff together. Y'all homies. Y'all went to high school together. Right. You know each other's kids right, and families right. and, yes, and right. schedules change. How do you balance all of that and remain tight the way you guys have remained tight? I think, like, with us, um, when you look at the business, a lot of groups came out. You know, they were put together, you know what I'm saying, and they was uh, auditioned and, and it was different things of that nature. But with us, like, we actually grew up together. We all went to the same high schools. You know, some of us went to elementary school together. Like, we actually practiced at my grandmother's house. So it's really just deeper than music and deeper than, like, figuring out schedules for us. Like, we actually friends and, and we actually family. Like, when I lost my sister, I, I got a call from all these boys. They was there for me. Like, it's not just it's not just business across the board. And I think that's what makes it different for 112. It's, it's not just business. We're actually intertwining people's lives, and it's kind of more so like a marriage. Yeah, yeah, because I know I, I know that. I've been married to Dr. Dre for almost 30 years. <laughs> yeah, I understand it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You say, you yeah, say you know it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost up. impossible it's for me to go a day without answering a question <laughs> right. about somebody, right? Do right. y'all have that too? Like, right, you day, can't bro. go a day without somebody <laughs> asking you about the I'll other I'll tell ones? you something funny, man. Like, we can't go anywhere and it'd be three of us. Like, say three of us take a picture. Where right. the other guy at? Where Q oh, at? Yeah. Where Deron at? Well, you better not take a picture without the rest of them. Man, for 112, it's always been. It's either all four of it ain't nothing, man. Right. That's, that's how it's always been, bro. Q for one twelve, Deron for one twelve, right? You just can't, you can't erase, you can't get away from it. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta embrace it. That's Absolutely. a beautiful thing, you know. My claim to fame is being in one twelve. I don't know what your claim to fame is. Yeah. But my claim to fame is being one fourth of one of the biggest groups in the world. So. Yeah. Who gets the credit for starting one twelve? What the group itself? The group from the from day one when y'all was forte. Okay. Don't think I don't know that, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, like I like it. it. I like thought it. I know y'all like forte, it. right? Who like started forte? Who started that? Whose idea was Mike? Yeah. How to say Mike? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How did how did Mike? How did you? Okay, Mike. Were you in a chorus? Were you singing? What were you doing? You uh, were, no. What happened was I met Deron. It, like we, Deron. Here's the thing, man. Like Deron went to the same summer camp that I. I went to church at Don Sterling United Methodist Church. Right. And they had a summer camp. And Deron came up there one day, and dude just jumped on the the church piano doing. And I was fascinated by that. I was like, cause. I had never met anybody that musically did the same thing I was doing. Like, I understood him. You know what I mean? Like, and nobody else could understand when I was talking music and stuff. Like, they never understood where, we, where I was coming from. But this dude understood all that stuff. So when I was singing to him, he was just following along and stuff. Now, keep in mind, this dude, this is coming off of just a dome. This ain't no... Okay, now, how old are y'all at this time? We're like 10. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, we're like ten years so old. So where did you? Were you playing piano, Mike? I wasn't playing piano. I was Listen. in. The, I was in. The, I was just in the church, and but I've always been able to sing since I was like three. I've always had this this big booming voice, and right. I was yeah, always. Yeah, that's able what to... I was gonna say. I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm gonna let you finish. But when I met him, this guy was sounding like a grown man. Okay, and I was he, was like he was like Gerald Johnny Gale with Johnny Gale with Martin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Remember I mean, when Johnny Gale first He was like nine years old. Right, and this is before puberty hit too, man. So I'm just like this this grown man. Right, voice ain't even got deep and sexy yet, man. You know what I mean? He and I, we 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 grew up. His grand, his house was down the street from my grandmother, so we was like in proximity to each other. So I used to go down this dude's house every day, and then we would just talk music and just you know he'd be playing something, and come with something new. Uh, you know we would listen to some gospel, and he would just learn that, and we just sing it. And then we went to trans, 
we went to um, middle school together, and that's when we started, you know, creating the whole, you know, forte started to started developing. Okay, that so you met Deron. Deron, where did where did your musical ability come from? Is it natural? Did you take lessons? Where did it come from? Well, it was it was natural. I was three years old. My grandmother had a piano on the porch, and my grandma would always say, you know, when you was three years old and all the other kids was outside playing and doing their thing, you know, you was always at the piano, you know, trying to figure out music. So I started playing the piano by ear when I was three, and then, you know, by the time I was in the second grade, I was playing the piano by ear. I was playing this, uh, the ch- the uh, the cello. I was playing <coughs> the trumpet, and I was in the um, I was in the chorus at school, the citywide chorus too. So you know, by the time I was in like the third grade, people always was telling me like, okay, you're a musical genius. So it started with my family. My my family is very musical. My mother my my mother can sing. My grandmother can sing. My grandfather played the guitar. My uncle played the keyboard. So. I really just came from a musical family. Right. Okay, so now you guys are in middle school. We're in middle school. Where you get these two characters from? Now, we went, <laughs> where you get we Slim to, and Q from? All right, Slim, to, jump in. We Tell me. to go to high school. Bro. Okay, see, well, it, it kind of go be, before that. Right. Well, my sister, my sister went to the same middle school as them. Okay. And uh, she would come home and say, hey, I was in chorus, and it's these two guys that, that sing in the chorus. They sound like you. So I was like, no, 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 that can't really sound like me. You know what I mean? I, I know I, because all my life, you know, everybody told me my voice was different. You right. know what I mean? I, I was never in chorus. I was never in the chorus. I was more academically inclined. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I played the cello and stuff. I was in the Atlanta Youth Symphony, uh, you know, so and Symphony Orchestra, stuff like that. Okay. You know what I mean? But as far as, you know, unless I was in the choir, in the choir in church, they wouldn't allow me to be in chorus because my voice was different. They told me you can sing, but your voice is piercing. So my my um my sister told me, hey, it's these two guys. They sound just like you. Like they do the same runs. I was like, for real? So one time um I was at church and we had this uh thing where you know the churches, you know, say I went to Antioch East Baptist Church. And churches from around the neighborhood would come to our church and we'll go to their church. So it was one time it was this church called Israel Baptist Church that 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 visited our church. Okay. And it was this young man that was probably about twelve at the time. Twelve, 12 he had a big box. He had a big box. <laughs> he had his shirt tied, put tie all the way up here, and his tie tied real tight. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you right now. Now when I seen it, when, like they started first. Okay. And all of a sudden this man started singing, and the man sounded like Stevie Wonder. Now. I'm looking back, and my sister was like, <laughs> "That's him. That's the guy." Point at him. So I'm, so I'm like, I'm looking back. I was like, "Man, oh hell no, man! <laughs> this man ain't about to just come up here and show out in front of me in my church." You know, right, man. Hey, man, we we singing John P. Key. <laughs> so, so at the time, so so I did my thing or whatever. So at towards the end of the joint, this is how I remember him. I walked up to him and I looked up at him, and, and he was. <laughs> you bad yourself. Wow. Then all of a sudden, I come back. It's high school. So I see, I run into Mike. I'm like, where in the world? Spanish? No. It was something. No, we was in the lunchroom. We was in the lunchroom. Yeah, and I said, the so they had this other light-skinned guy in the group. You know what I'm saying? He had colored eyes. You know what I'm so I, I meet Mike in there, and this is the other guy in there. Uh, he's singing. You the know light-skinned guy with the... Light-skinned guy. Yeah, we ain't going to give him life like that. We ain't going to give him life. Well, you know what I'm saying? I'm listening to him like... Hey man, I didn't know you, man. I didn't 
<laughs> That's what you told him? No, you told me. Yeah, yeah told now, him. now, now mind you, I'm a nerd in this school, okay? You know, I, I can you know say what I'm saying? Nobody, these guys were popular, okay? Okay. So this I'm about to tie Q in here real quick. <laughs> All right. So, you know, so where I sat, and they'll tell you, you know what I'm saying? So I'm nerds, you know what I'm saying? They sit by themselves, or we got our only crew. He sat in the geek section. I sat in the geek side. You know what I'm saying? Right. Them, they were very, very popular. So I, I was like, it took me, it took a lot of nuts. <laughs> to go over there where he was, I said, man, he said, you know how to sing? Outside, out here in the courtroom. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we went out there. Give me about three minutes, man. So I go out there. So I was like, "Hey, man, y'all know this song? Yeah, come on." So I just started singing. So there was this certain jock, <laughs> hand on a football jersey. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it was like you know, a pride, like school pride. Right. Built the same way he is now. You know what I'm saying? All American. You know what I'm saying? Football. You know what I mean? Football. On a roll. On a roll, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he just everything. Turn Girls love waves, you know what I'm saying? Wear polo. <laughs> wear polo ever, you know what I'm saying? That's what, like a rich, rich kid kind of dress, right. you know what I'm saying? He was flying high man, school. But this man, dude fly. Man, he looking at me, so he looking at me like, what? <laughs> he comes right to my jaw, I promise you. <laughs> right before I'm about to start singing. He's like, man, is he trying to sing? Ah! <laughs> 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 oh, no, he's the right manager. He can't sing. He can't sing. Oh, Time when God. we start singing, he is. Secretly, he wanted to be part of it. I saw him in his eyes. <laughs> in his eyes. So I'm singing. I'm looking right at him. <laughs> right. So that was the first time the whole school knew that Slim can it's, sing. Can sing. Right. And everybody was like, it went from. So who you you singing with? You singing with Mike and I'm singing and, with, and, and with Mike and Deron. And, and they for, were like, this this is Forte. This is this, this is, is the origin Forte. of Forte. How, oh wow. So it was crazy, right? Because it's, it's and almost Q like was a movie. laughing at you. He's laughing. Laughing. Q, clown, <laughs> Q over there clowning this man, bro. He's clowning me until I start singing. But did y'all know that Q could sing? We did not know at the time. We did not at that time. Well, see, Deron and Q. Q, grab the microphone. Tell me the story, brother. So, so while all of that was happening, <laughs> I knew Deron since fifth grade. Cause, okay. Because we were in a citywide, citywide course together. Okay. So, uh, by the time I moved to, um, to the neighborhood where they all lived, it was middle school. Okay. So, from middle school, I just sang in the chorus, but they were in show choir. So, uh, they would get to sing, like, the popular songs while we just sang all the classical, operatic type right. songs. So from middle school all the way to my tenth year, tenth year in high school, tenth grade year in high school, I had to watch them like become popular as singers. Now, although I was popular because I played sports, I was very um, studious in academics and stuff. Uh, but my passion has always been music. Mm -hmm. So no matter what I played, football, basketball, I was known on the team as the singer. Like I'm like the preacher right. of, of of any team. I'm on the football field singing and the basketball court singing. So. Every day I would see them <coughs> garnering all this acclaim in the school because they sing. And I really did want to be a part. And, uh, <laughs> but at the time, it was five members of the group. And we sat next to each other in chorus class. Slim wasn't in chorus, but we sat next to each other in chorus class. And um, I think I tried out, I tried the group for like two times initially. And I wasn't really, really like serious because I was still trying to juggle practice and Dude, all that stuff. Uh, so I, I joined the group. They kicked me out like two times. Uh, but Mike, I think you kick him out for him. Yeah, because right? he, 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 he wasn't coming to practice. He wasn't coming to practice. I was, I was just like, trying to juggle. Yeah, that's exactly how I, I was juggling well, so stuff, man. <laughs> I, I pulled him to the side. I was like, "Hey, bro, what what you gonna do, man? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, you either you gonna do this, or you gonna, you know, what I'm saying, be in this group because we serious about it, man. But I think around my my senior year when it got 
really, really serious, and we all just really like put our feet in the sand and uh, started performing as this group um, in the city around talent shows and stuff, and okay. started to get a reputation. And then, so there was are. originally five dudes. There's the, the light skin dude. You was the light skin was dude. Three, th- three of them, and two other guys. And two other guys. Well, I'm the two other guys. You kicked them out too, Mike? Listen, they kicked themselves out, bro. Nah. Yeah, they, they, they kicked themselves out. No, Mike wasn't playing, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't play, play, man. No, when it comes to this, man, I don't play. But um, no, the, guy, the guys, they were they were older than we were. Okay. You know, and, and they were, you know, they came, to, you know, the oldie wop, you know, hey, man, I got to get a job. I got to do yeah, this. And yeah. all this other, we, we were still in, y'all still in high school. Y'all still got time. I got to go get a job. I got to go do this. And we was like, bro, um, this is serious business, man. Like, we're, we're making moves. It, 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 I guess it wasn't fast enough for the dudes. So they went to the military and, and by when they came back from the, you know during you know during that tour or whatever, like we were one twelve at that point. Wow. Wow. Times Square. We, oh, we came themselves. back, yeah, we was on, we was on yeah. Times Square. Oh, my God. Puff. Killing themselves. Other dudes go out. Uh-huh. They get jobs. They I've been through the same thing. I know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. And they not in the group, and then they come back, and y'all are doing the video in Times Square. Whoop, 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 whoop. With, with Biggie Heavy won't won't. and 112. Tell me about the first time y'all met Big. First Tell time, me about that time. First time we met Big, man. Dude actually threatened our lives. Because <laughs> cause it was like four of us, and, and and we were messing with Puff. You know, we was like, we were like, yeah, man, we're going to, you know, because we from, you know, from the South, we like like wrestling. We like playing around, whatever. So we was playing with Puff. And then we went around the corner, and, okay. and Big was around the corner. So he was like, yo, y'all look. N words, y'all better go sit down somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just he was, but he was playing around with us though. You right. Know but the first time we met him, he was just like, "Yo, y'all better sit down with all that." You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm Big Papa. I'm, the, uh, you know, I'm Daddy here. You know yeah. what I mean? So we was that was the first time we actually met him. But like, dude was just he was just such a funny dude, man. This one time, like our manager at the time, he was like, "Yo, Big is in the kitchen." Like at Daddy's house, I know you've been to Daddy's house. Yeah, absolutely. You know how small that kitchen is, right? Uh So dude is in there, right? So it's only assembly line that you can, you know, you're going to do it one at a time. So Q go in first, Deron goes in first. By the time he get to Slim, he's like, yo, it's 112 of y'all for real, B. (laughs) 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 Yo, stop. That's just how he was, you know? He he was just like that kind of dude, man. But anytime that Big saw us, man, he always showed love. Like he was one of our biggest fans, if not the biggest fan on on Bad Boy, as far as advocating for one twelve to do thing. Puff would be like, "Nah, I don't want them to do that." Big is like, "Nah, man, you gotta let them boys sing. You gotta let them boys sing." And and that's the reason why he we were so intertwined in a lot. Did of Did y'all go to Bad Boy with the name Forte? Who took y'all to Bad Boy? Yeah, um, Kevin Wells initially brought us to Bad Boy, and at the time we did have the name Forte. You know what I'm saying? But one twelve was kind of like a nickname for us around Bad Boy because we had sang for Puffy. In the parking lot of 112. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where the discovery initially started. We sang in the parking lot for Puffy outside of Club 112, and then from there, people just kind of. How did that happen? Did y'all stalk it out? Like, were y'all well, like, Ke- did somebody Ke- call you and tell you Puffy was in the club, or were y'all in the club and so on? Kevin was good friends with Puffy at the time. Okay. So he knew that he was there, and so he had us positioned, waiting. Yeah, okay. because we weren't so old we had enough to get ride. in. We had the who ride. Oh, y'all were way too young to get one. Yeah, we 16, yeah. Yes, that's that little who ride, y'all Yeah, we had the who ride on it. <laughs> it was like, right. Oh, yeah. There go Puff. Yo, hey, man, we got to sing. He was like, yo, I ain't sing. And so the line from 112 went from being a line to like, you know, circling circle. us. Yeah, and then so he knew then. It was like, what oh, okay. What did y'all sing for him? Do you what remember? Didn't we what didn't we sing? What didn't we sing? Yeah, man, we sang Boys to Men. We sang whatever we knew. We sang the... We sang It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday. Silk. We sang uh, Lose Control, Lose Silk. Control. We sang Jodeci. Man, we sang everything, Take bro. Six. Take, Take Six. Take Six. Like, 
Good God. And Puff stood there and let y'all sing that yeah. many songs? Oh, yeah, he tore many of us, bro. Yeah. Like, he was like, yeah. sing, keep singing. He was like, he went, I think at this point, it don't matter what y'all sing. It's just going to sound good. <laughs> I, th- I think he couldn't believe it was real. Like, one, one thing about, you know, music and when you're discovering a talent, like, it's content. Like, you, it's like finding somebody with 50 songs already or five albums. Already. You can't believe this. Okay, let me hear something else. I don't believe it. Let me hear something else. I don't believe it. Okay, these guys can sing all night. They got like 50 songs in their repertoire, like, and I think that really compelled him to say, like, okay, these boys for real, they serious. <laughs> what did he say? He said y'all were good and, and walked away, or he told Kevin, bring him to, you know, let's he make was something like, happen. Uh, he he was he was, he really kind of gave us the nod, like, yeah, y'all dope. But then, like, two weeks later, he came <coughs> back to uh, Doppler Studios, and we did, like, an, another official uh, audition for him with Faith Evans and Usher at the time, because he was uh, EP and Usher's first right. album. And uh, once we sang for him that time, Faith looked at him and was like, yo, if you don't sign these boys, you, you crazy. You crazy. So she kind of helped stamp us. And, that, you know, that's why our relationship with Faith is just so, oh, wow. oh my God, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then he changed the name to 112. Yeah. No, we actually had he to did. change the name because of Rapping Forte. Really? From yeah. the Bay Area? Yeah, from the yeah. Bay Area. Because and he was, he was popping at the time. They were like, we didn't want to, we didn't want to, you know, confuse anybody with, Rapping Forte, Forte here, so yeah. and just out of respect, he was an OG. So you know, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. so we gonna yeah. give him, you know, his his. Like just Biggie too. had to change his name from, right. from right. Biggie Small to right. Notorious B.I.G. Right, right, right. Some little white rapper was right. called Biggie Small. <laughs> right. <laughs> dumb. That's dumb. Everybody right. called him Biggie Smalls right. anyway. It didn't right. matter. It didn't matter anyways. What 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 were your thoughts? Were you in the studio when Big put his verse on Only You the Remix, or did you hear it after it was done? After. I think we heard it after the we fact. Were, you know, we yeah, we weren't there. Uh-uh. What did you think the first time you heard it? I mean, we loved it, man, because at the time, you know, Big was, like, hot. He was popping. Did you bug out? Did you be like, wow, this we about to kill bro, him with this bro, one? Bro, we like, we no, make notice, so too, notice, too. <laughs> we, we really didn't, uh, we didn't really, like, fall in love with hip-hop initially. You know, we were just four guys who just wanted to sing. Give us a piano, right. some girls in front of us, and we just going to sing all night. Puff introduced us to the hip-hop yes. genre. Okay. So that's why 112 is now known as hip-hop and R&B, because the two worlds just collided. Uh, um, so when we hear Big, uh, I, I know I wasn't a rap fan at the time. You know, Deron and probably Slim was, but a lot of right. us just grew up in church, so we couldn't really listen to that music anyway. Oh, wow. So when Big comes on there, we now we know who he is because he's popular. And the fact that he rhymes on our first single, it really, like, introduces us to the world. So it's right. like, if Big gets on our record, now everybody that's a fan of Big now becomes a fan of 112 because he basically says, these are my little brothers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stamp them. I'm going to get on their record. And right, him and Mace. Yeah, and it right. became in right. Times Square. Mace was coming off of yeah. what, three million selling album or something like that? Well, nah, he, nah, he, he, we he had to do Mace. Yeah, that's yeah, right, Mace hadn't dropped yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right, wow. So that was that was huge. Yeah, man. That was very big. Shutting down Times Square. At the, at the end of it all, what do you want people to remember most about 112? That we were, in our minds, the baddest that ever did it. Uh, you know, as far as I'm talking about the best, bro. You know, that's that's the legacy that we're striving for. You right. know, and w- with respect to everybody else that did it before us and it will it wouldn't be a one twelve if it wasn't for them. But if right. you don't go out and and try to be the best at what it is that you're doing, there ain't no sense in playing this game. Bro, I'll tell you, you one thing, y'all y'all dudes is tight as hell on stage, man. 
your harmonies are always on point, your vocals are on point, and your choreography is all. I don't even. I don't even understand how y'all still doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Watching y'all, I be out of breath. Listen, I'm, I'm a, you I'm know a, what's so funny? Like when you when you saw us last time, and you was like, "Yeah, I saw y'all on the Bad Boy tour." And you commended us about the, the performance. I was like, yo, that that meant a lot because yeah. you yeah. you done seen everything. You done yeah. seen everybody, and you ain't got you ain't yeah. gonna hold no punches. But either. I'm you gonna tell, tell you, you the real. Because when people, <laughs> I'll tell you this one thing about 112, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. When you pay money to see 112, you're gonna get a show from 112. You're gonna get your money's worth. You're not just gonna get a half-ass. Well, we're just coming out here. We're gonna do these couple of songs, and yeah. then we out. They're gonna give you a show. Each and every time out. And I think that's why you guys have had longevity. And I think that's why now you'll still you'll all be in your sixties somewhere still performing. Yeah. Wow, and that, and that's that. a testament yeah. to, to being a great vocal group as well as a, 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 a great group with great choreography and dance moves. If you ever watch the history of R and B, you know the people that give that kind of show are the people that last the longest. Yeah, My absolutely. mama still go to see the Temptations. There's only one of them right. still alive. You know what I mean? And right. she will go right. see them. Yeah. Yeah, like, review. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that legacy that yeah, you oh, know yeah. you're going to get That's that right. kind of show out That's of somebody right. every single time. That's man. right. We were, Brand we were, new album. We students of it. We, we were students yeah. of it. So we we, right. we we literally sat down and watched the Temptations. We watched the Four Tops. We new watched edition. the new edition. Yep. Right. The men. So if that was who inspired us, we we had to continue the legacy, man, and continue the movement. So uh, it's so funny that whenever any other members from New Edition or Boys and Men see us, they always commend us on the stage present. You know, we're never going to be that group who's just going to show up and, as you said, just, you know, walk across the stage and do a couple of songs. It's always been about uh, the performance, and it always will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's great, man, because uh, we did Soul Train. Uh, a while back, you get you, everybody will be able to see it November twenty sixth. But the funny thing is, like you know, Brooke Payne, right? Yeah, of course. Man, Brooke Payne was sitting right in front of us before we we got on stage. He turned around and looked at us and said, "I'm gonna be watching y'all." <laughs> like you know, because we you know we're Brooke is with, the one that it. taught new yeah. edition. And he taught one twelve as well. He got, yeah, yeah. So you know, a, a big shout out to him and, and Leon as well, man. But he he turned around, and looked at us, and said, "Bro, I'm gonna be watching y'all." To this day, that's still scary, bro. Wow. <laughs> to that day. Yeah. That, oh, them thumbs better be in, dog. I'm saying, Them thumbs better be in, dog. They, they no, got to no, be. Capital keep clean. Clean. Keep it clean. Keep it clean, keep it clean bro. Yes. Wow. Brooke, Brooke, Brooke is a monster. Brooke Name of the new skill. album? Q Mike Slim Duran. Yes. yes. You can get it. It's out right now. It's out right now. Please go out and get that thing, Absolutely. In stores and online. Q, Slim, Mike, and Duran. Thank y'all so much, man. Hey, man. Thanks. Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. 112 in the building. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast.